The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Tomorrow is the last day of the octave of, of Christmas. Two times in the, in, the, in the year of the church are there octaves, eight days of celebration because the feast at the beginning of the octave is so important. Christmas is the first one, the second one is Easter. Of eight full days of celebration of Christmas. In these eight days, remember that we're celebrating this great, this wonderful event that God has become man and he has come to dwell amongst us that God was born of the Virgin Mary. His name was Jesus. He was laid in a manger. He was adored by the, the shepherds. And a bright star in the sky announced his coming. We're celebrating that great event. God is with us, lying in a manger. When we look towards Bethlehem, we see a mother, a father, and a child. We see a family. We see a family. In the gospel today, we read about how they brought him up to the temple of the 40 days to, to, to purify him, to, that Mary might be purified and he might be offered to the Lord. And then they returned home. They returned to their own town of Nazareth. It's good to go home. I think we've all had that experience in one way or another of being away from home for a long time, whether it be for traveling, the be years spent at the university studying, or being awake, away for work, and then having that, that experience of, hey, finally I can now go home. I can go back to that place where I know there'll be comfort, I know that I'll be at peace, I know that I'll be accepted, I know that I'll be loved. All of us like to go home. The longest that I was away from home was seven years. While I was studying in, in Europe for my priesthood, and in those times, the rules of the legionaries we had were different, and now we, we get to go home more often. But it was seven years without going home. My parents came to visit me often there in Europe, but not being back home in Atlanta. And I remember I was still a brother, still a seminarian. It was the year before I was ordained, flying home after seven years. And I had this excitement in my heart. Be able to go home now to see, not to see my family because I've seen them, but to be back in that place where I know that I'm loved. Flying into Atlanta, I don't, I don't know if, how many of you have flown into Atlanta, but you know that when you're going up to the, the, term, to, um, the baggage claim, there's this long escalator, very, very long, really long, more than like a normal. And I remember being on the escalator going up and just thinking, very soon, very soon, I'll be seeing my parents. And then coming up at the top of the escalator and there waiting, you could see my mom and my dad, their face. Yeah. My mom embracing me. I remember just saying, Andrew, and running to hug me. What a wonderful feeling it is to be back home, to be back in that family. Today after 11.30 Mass, I'll drive back down to Atlanta to visit my family. Yeah. 
and um, to see them, to spend some time with them, celebrate Christmas with them at home as well. It's good to go home. It's good to go home. It's good to be back in the family. So today we celebrate the feast of the Holy Family. We celebrate the fact that the Word became flesh and he decided to be born into a family structure. He could have come and said, well, I'll just appear in Rome as a great and mighty God. He could have said that. He could have said, I'll just appear in the temple behind the Holy of Holies. That's his place. That was his home as well, the temple. He could have said, that's where I want, that's where I'm going to be born. He could have just sort of appeared all at once to all people up in the sky and saying, that's how I wish to come. But no, he wished to have the experience that we all have. To be born into a family, to grow up in a family, to live in a home. And because he chose to be born into a family, he has sanctified every single family on the face of the earth. All families, in one way or another, and to one degree or another, reflect the holy family of Nazareth. He's made your family holy. He's made my family holy. It's good to be in a family. And today we celebrate that great fact. The holy family is holy. And your family is holy. Even if your family is not perfect and it doesn't have the same structure that the Holy Family had, and maybe there's division or maybe there's trouble or problems, maybe members of your family have died, nevertheless, your family is still holy and still reflects to one degree or another the greatness of the Holy Family. And if you say, well, I have no family, well, you're wrong because you belong to the family of this parish. You belong to the family of the church as well. All families are holy. Your family is not too different than the holy family of Nazareth. That's true. Mothers here are not immaculately conceived like the Blessed Mother. And the fathers are not as holy as St. Joseph. That's true. And none of the children here are Jesus. That's definitely for sure. (laughs) But nevertheless, your family is not too different than the family of Nazareth. How would Nazareth have been? Imagine there was a lot of joy. Mary singing with Jesus and Joseph. Playing together. Teaching Jesus. Joseph having to sit down with Jesus and you know, teach him the Hebrew Bible, the Hebrew Torah. One verse after another. They would work together, clean up after dinner together. Say their prayers before going to bed. A lot of joy, a lot of happiness, a lot of togetherness. A beautiful family. Probably like your family. What you think is, well, well, my family has a lot of hardships and darkness. Well, the Holy Family had that too. Could you imagine waking up in the middle of the night and having to flee because your son is being threatened Your little baby is being threatened to be killed, be murdered. Having to flee to another land, to Egypt. They had hardships too. It was difficult. It wasn't easy. Your family is probably not too different than the Holy Family. Yesterday as I was 
in the evening, I, I came out to pray my rosary, and I went around and I visited all the different statues that you have here, very beautiful statues. And I ended my, my, my rosary here in front of the statue of the, blessed, of the Holy Family. And looking at it, a very beautiful statue, and to see how Mary and Joseph, their, their shoulders are united, and both of their hands are on the shoulders of Jesus, you saw that unity amongst them in that beautiful statue. And as I was looking at it, I was thinking, what kept this family together? What allowed them to live such a holy lives of simplicity, of generosity? What was it? And seeing them all be united physically, their shoulders, their hands, the word came to me was, was love. Love is what united the holy family. And love what made, is what made that house there in Nazareth so special. Joseph would want to return home at the end of the day because he knew that he would be loved by Mary and Jesus. Mary as well looked forward to coming back home after she went to go fetch the water at the well because she knew that Joseph would be there, Mary, Jesus would be there. You can imagine as well that Jesus, when he would go off to another town or something, coming back home, he loved that because he knew that he would be loved when he got back to Nazareth. Love is what united the Holy Family. But it wasn't just a platonic love, a love up in the air, saying we love one another and that's the end of it. The love of the Holy Family was a love that was made concrete. It was a, made, it was a love that was made flesh, real, tangible. You could touch it. You could see it. It was lived out. It was active. It was a love of service, mutual service. Why did Joseph love to come home? Because he knew that Mary would be there with a meal ready for him. And Mary loved cooking that meal for Joseph and for Jesus every night. Joseph loved getting up in the morning and going out to work for his family. He was a carpenter or a construction worker, more likely a construction worker, not to the carpenter. And he probably went off to different cities to help build. And he'd come back in the evening or back at the end of the week with the money he had earned to give to Mary. She could buy the different foods and whatnot. And he loved doing that. Jesus, it's hard to imagine Jesus not serving Mary and Joseph, not obeying Mary and Joseph, getting up in the morning and helping Mary. I'll get the water for you today, Mom. Don't worry. I'll do it for you. Or Jesus saying, don't worry, Dad. You know, I'll go pick up the wood. I'll go fetch the wood for you today, Dad. The love of the blessed family, the holy family, was real, it was concrete, it was active, it was service. It's good to go home. It's good to go home when your home is filled with love, but a love of mutual service, of giving and taking, of offering and receiving. Reciprocal love. We all know that if a, tr- a relationship wants to last, reciprocal love must be present. If a reciprocal love is not there, the structures of relationships begin to break, become, become unequal. And there can't be love in that, such a situation. If you want your family, which is already holy, if you want your family, which already reflects the holy family of Nazareth, to reflect them even more and to be even holier, 
Was it seek day in and day out to live this love of service? This mutual love, this reciprocal love of giving and taking day in and day out to love, just as day in and day out Mary, Joseph, and Jesus loved one another. What allowed them to live out this mutual love, this love of service day in and day out? There are three virtues here that each of us can try strive to live if we want to live in love. The first is patience. Having patience with one another. We know that we all have our weaknesses, our faults, that no one is perfect, no one has everything completely under control. And I know that to live with another person can be can test your patience. Be patient with the faults of one another. Think of how patient Mary and Jesus were with Joseph. No. Jesus was God. Mary was immaculately conceived. She had no sin. Joseph was not God, and he was not immaculately conceived. You know, he must have had his, also his, you know, his, his faults there, his weaknesses. But how patient Mary and Jesus were with him. How patient Joseph was with Jesus, probably not understanding completely at the beginning, who is this child? What child is this, you know? And having, this, this, having to have patience and saying, well, maybe little by little I'll understand him better. I'll understand why he goes off into the fields by himself so often to pray. And little by little he had to learn that this Jesus, he is the son of God and he's special. There was patience in the Holy Family. There was kindness in the Holy Family. There wasn't nitpicking. How horrible that is to live with people who are just nitpicking well, you did this and you did that. You said that. Or what about this? Why can't you be better? Why aren't you like that? Why aren't you living up to what I want? Why, why this? Why that? And look at how here. Why, don't you, why are you always going out dressed like that? Why do you have to wear your hair like that? Why this? Why that? There was no nitpicking in the Holy Family. There was kindness. Was there correction? Of course, there probably was correction as well. To one degree or another. But first and foremost, there was Kindness. Be kind to one another, to see the goodness in one another, to praise the goodness in one another. How often Jesus must have looked at Joseph and said, I praise you, Dad. I love you, Dad, for what you've done today. How Mary walked by a house that Joseph had built and said, Joseph, you built that house. You helped to build that house in such a wonderful manner. How Joseph would look at Mary and say, what a wonderful meal. How wonderful it is. There was kindness in their words and praising one another. And the virtue that that supports these two virtues, patience and kindness, would be that of humility. Humility. If you want to live servicial love, if you want to live mutual love, there has to be humility. Not this pride or vanity of I'm the best, I'm the one that should be served, I'm the one who's in the middle of the family. It's hard to imagine that even Jesus would stand up and say, I am God, serve me. It's hard to imagine Jesus saying something like that to his mom and dad. He was humble. It's hard to imagine Mary sort of sitting there on a, on a sofa saying, I am the Immaculate Conception. You know, Joseph, wash my feet or, or bring me food or give me grapes or something like that. It's hard to imagine that. It's hard to imagine St. Joseph pounding his fist on the table and saying, 
you too, you think you're all perfect because you're God and because you're immaculately conceived. Well, I'm the man of the house. You know, it's hard to imagine Joseph like that. Because Joseph was humble, because Mary was humble, because Jesus is humility itself. If you want to live like the Holy Family, be patient with one another, be kind to one another, and first and foremost, be humble with one another. Home is where the heart is. What we can say as Christians, as Catholics, home is where the heart of Jesus is. Invite the baby Jesus into your home this year. Ask that Jesus be born in your family and he lived there at the center of your family. And that from this heart, this holy heart of Jesus, patience and kindness and beauty shines out towards you and makes your heart patient, kind, and humble like his. So that just as he lived in a family, a home of love and holiness, you too will live in a family and a home of holiness. He wants to be born into your family. Invite him into your house at the beginning of this new year and live this whole year with Jesus, with his heart at the center. And then you, like Jesus, like Joseph, like Mary, will also say, it's good to go home. It's good to return back home each and every day because I know there, in that home, love will be lived, service will be lived, love will be lived. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, make us holy as you were holy. Make our homes holy as your home in Nazareth was holy. Amen. We receive the life of faith through the church, for she is the mother of our newborn birth and grace. As joyful members of God's family, we now pray. For the church, that her members will be strengthened, purified, and renewed through the grace of Christ's body and blood. We pray to the Lord. For those charged with protecting society, that they will build a world in which family life is revered, protected, and promoted. We pray to the Lord. For the universal respect of the dignity of the human person, and that the culture of life will transform every human heart. We pray to the Lord. For blessings on all families, that the love, the unity, and the self-donation of the Holy Family will overflow into all aspects of family life. We pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for the intentions of Julia Alexander. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. 
Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Loving Father, bless us with your love, which we profess to be the bond of perfection. Let the peace of Christ console the hearts we offer to you with thankful prayer. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.